Dear friend, thank you for joining us today. This new year, this is the New Life program coming to you from Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. Stay tuned in order to catch the exciting segments and items that are about to come your way. I'm your presenter, Mangi Nyokuyo. On today's Bible slot, we'll be having Becky Arunga talk about serving the Lord. The health segment will be brought to us by Emmanuel Sunday, and today he'll be talking about sleep. As usual, you have marvelous tunes to spiritually lift you up. Let us listen to a song, Homer, by Masalio Singers. Salio Singers, let us not give room to Emmanuel Sunday with the health segment. Stay tuned. Once again, is a warm welcome to our health slots. In our program today, we're going to talk about sleep. According to statistics, 7 to 8 more women than men suffer from insomnia. 
600 tons of sleeping pills are taken by Americans yearly. Correct sleep is important, not too much, not too little, and at the same time, each day of the week, including holidays. Sleep before midnight is twice as beneficial as sleep after midnight, as growth hormone, which is useful in adults for repair and healing, cheerfulness, and a strong mind, is produced mainly during the hours before midnight and only when one is sleeping. Short sleepers are outgoing, lively, contented, and efficient. Long sleepers worry, get depressed, anxious, and are introverted. It's better to sleep between six and nine hours daily, as persons who sleep less than six or more than nine hours tend to live shorter lives than those sleeping seven to eight hours daily. Weight gain increases sleep needs. Weight loss decreases sleep needs. Getting older decreases sleep needs. Several sleep cycles occur each night. The first lasts 70 to 80 minutes. The second one lasts 110 minutes. And the third lasts 120 minutes. The fourth and subsequent last 90 minutes each. Studies suggest that REM, rapid eye movement sleep, is a periodic discharge to mounting excitement in certain centers of the brain. Without this release, perverted activity is more likely. Cats deprived of REM sleep show voracious and an uncontrolled hunger as well as perverted sexual behavior. REM sleep is important to learning, to memory, and adaptation. Irritability, anxiety, and mental disturbance follow REM deprivation. Depression and lethargy follow stage 4 deprivation. Growth hormone is produced in deep sleep. Sleep loss is associated with retention of nitrogen, sodium, and water. More protein is required to compensate for excessive losses, which occur on the second day of sleep deprivation. Following are some suggestions to induce sleep without drugs. First, have vigorous exercise daily, preferably out of doors in the soil. Also, no new activity late in the day, no nap after dinner, and make up lost sleep in midday or before to avoid interference with evening sleep. Have an evening ritual. Let bedtime and arising time be constant. Take no evening meals or snacks. The last food of the day should be taken several hours before going to bed. Sleep after eating is not restful. Avoid stimulants. TV sets and other visual stimuli. Stress too much food. Evening meals, stimulating foods such as animal products, refined foods and sugar, caffeine drinks alter sleep patterns, causes restless leg syndrome and chronic anxiety, hostility and depression, all of which interfere with sleep. Keep well hydrated. Sleep is a positive action of the brain, not the absence of all action and the cells need adequate hydration. Practice staying alert during waking hours. Do not doze in meetings. To do so may rob you of the evening sleep. Have fresh air circulating, but no drafts, that is, currents of air chilling the skin in the bedroom. Air out the sleeping rooms thoroughly during the day. Have a comfortable bed, learn to completely relax. Never cover the face while sleeping. Have warm clothing, especially around neck and on arms. Use lightweight bed covers, chilled feet and legs promote leg cramps which disturb sleep. Wear warm stockings. Also, get an average of 7 to 8 hours of sleep or bed rest each day and arise promptly on signal. Drink catnip or hope's tea at bedtime and again during the night if needed. Slowly take 40 to 50 deep breaths. Soak in a neutral or slightly warm bath for 30 to 90 minutes and then blot the skin dry without friction. Move slowly and return to bed. Lastly, 
which is very important, remember prayer. Train the mind to dwell on healthy themes when awake. This will control the quality of the dreams that you have. Dear listener, we do thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about this program. Please send them to the producer, Adventist All Radio, PO Box 42276-00-100-Nairobi-Kenya-Nairobi-at-ek.adventist.org. I'll be back after this track, Tumaini by Masalio Singers. Ikitanya safi, ikiwa kiwa na umalaika Ikitanya safi, ikiwa kiwa na umalaika Ikitanya safi, ikiwa kiwa na umalaika 
quench your spiritual thirst as she talks about serving the Lord. Be blessed. Beloved of God, I am most delighted that you have found time to be in God's presence. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy, and I invite you that you join me as we converse and study the Word of God together. I am Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Thank you, everlasting Father. Indeed, it is a privilege and a blessing to be in your divine presence. Now, dear Lord, as we pray, I ask that you may take our hearts and minds far away from the cares of this world and direct our thoughts to your throne where grace abounds. I pray that may our hearts be transformed by your love. Dear Lord, I pray that may our minds be refreshed by you. And at this moment, as we study your word, bind us with cords of love in the unity of Christ, that we may have the mind of Christ in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, dear child of God, it is a privilege to study God's word. It is a privilege to be where prayer and Bible study is being made. And this day, I want us to consider something very pertinent in our lives. Where does defilement come from? Is it from within or is it from without? And whose word are we taking? Is it the word of God or the traditions that have been passed from age to age? In our lives, what is the clear direction or guideline of whatsoever action we choose in our lives? And so this is the account as recorded by Mark in Mark chapter 7 verse 1. Brings to view how the Pharisees and the scribes considered the disciples of Christ not to be following their traditions. But I see Christ Jesus bringing to us a higher perspective of what the life of Christ of a Christian ought to be made up of. We realize verse 1 has this to say. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, 
holding the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other things which they have received and hold, like the washing of cups, pitchers, copper vessels, and couches. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? Allow me to pause it at that point in verse 5. We have an account of Pharisees and scribes and they come to the disciples of Christ. They come to Jesus himself and they're wondering why the disciples of Jesus are eating with unwashed hands. Of course, eating with unwashed hands is a sanitary issue and it has nothing to do with spirituality. But the Pharisees and the scribes had it as a tradition. It was a doctrine of man to them. And they had it so dear to their heart that no one, any person who partook of any any meal without washing their hands was considered to be defiled. And that is the situation we find them. It is told that they held it as a special tradition, holding the tradition of the elders. And it just brings to view, friend, our lives as Christians. There are many things that we hold on as tradition. There is nothing about them in the word of God regarding their sanctity, but we keep them because it has been handed down to us over the age. And just go through your life, whatsoever action that you seek to undertake. Where has it come from? Is it from scripture or it is a tradition of your fathers? Is it something that you're holding on simply because your forefathers did it or you're doing it because the word of God says so? But I love what Jesus said. In verse 6, he answered and said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandment of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things you do. Christ is bringing to view a very important thing. is separating the concept of a hypocrite from a legalist. There is no such concept as a legalist because the word of God is certain and sure. Any person who obeys and keeps the commandment of God to the letter and in spirit is one who is considered as a true follower of Christ. But anyone who does not follow the command of God or the word of God, both in spirit and in letter, or keeping the spirit and forgetting the letter, is not a legalist, but is a hypocrite, because God desires utmost obedience from us. And he says, in vain they worship me teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. How many times have we forsaken the commandments of God? The Lord gave to Moses ten commandments upon the Mount Sinai to guide the conduct of the children of Israel. Even to this very age, the foundation of the law of God is the law of love. The kingdom of God is founded upon the commandment of love. But how many times have we forsaken the commandments of God? How many times have we had other gods beside the true God who created us? How many times have we lied and taken the name of God in vain by making false oaths and affirmations of things that we do not believe in? How many times have we given ourselves into idolatry when God clearly says that we shall not make for ourselves any graven image of things in heaven, of things in earth, or things under the earth? How many times... Have you allowed yourself to make a graven image 
of something you perceive to be Saint Peter, or you perceive to be the mother of Christ, or you perceive to be Joseph, and many other people, the apostles of old. And when God said, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy, how many times have we forgotten to remember, to not only remember the Sabbath, but also to keep it holy? It is these things that God is bringing to view, that you have laid aside the commandments of God and taught for yourself the doctrine or tradition of man. Now, beloved, it is time that you discovered yourself. It is time that you discovered what God has done for you. I put it to you this day, just as Joshua did to the children of Israel. He went them through an account of how God had led them through in days past, of how God had delivered to them his commandments, of how God had been with them through it all. And this is what he had to say. Verse 14 and verse 15 of Joshua 24. Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I put it to you this day. Choose whom you will serve. Will you be like the Pharisees and the scribes who hold on to the traditions of man? Or will you be like Joshua, who chose to serve the Lord? Beloved, serve the Lord. You cannot serve the Lord if you're not serving him according to his word. You must serve the Lord according to his word, according to his precept, according to his command, according to his law of love. Love God, love your neighbor. And it is all summarized in the Ten Commandments, our duty to God and our duty to each other. Now, dear beloved child of God, I want us to pray together that God may teach us to serve him according to the dictates of his word, according to the dictates of his promise. Let us pray. O oh God, you are our help in ages past. You are our Father, you are our Creator and our Redeemer. In you we have our being. You have called us into your kingdom, that we may serve you according to the dictates of, of your precepts, your commandments and your love. Lord, we have faltered, but I pray this day, teach us yet again to serve you, to serve you with our all, just as you desire, that we may worship you in truth and in spirit. Help us to give up the doctrine of man and to wholly be given out to serving you and keeping your commandments. Abide with us, for I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, beloved of God, for learning on how to serve God in the beauty of his holiness according to his commands. May he teach you to serve him always. Till we meet again, be blessed.
Thank you for making Adventist World Radio a favorite station. It has been great and I hope through the masses of God you'll join me next time. Don't forget to send us your thoughts concerning this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00 Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awr Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mangi. Till then, stay safe, stay blessed, and have yourself a happy new year.